This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay. Um, this is going on the Pasuk Ra'ora Isi. He's explaining the significance of doubling over the, the Lashon Tzfarim. is explaining what does Ra'ora Isi mean. Whenever the Pasuk, and this is, I guess, Generally, whenever the pasuk uh, requote, you know, says uh, a word twice, v'tamar ra'orisi omnam ra'isi, so it means yes, I saw. V'zetama mokar b'chol mokar m'shusam lechayful k'mo olo nale yochol nuchal ke'inyo kitam omnam lahorish emes kenhu. After she tatov yemo hefesher, he says the usage of of, of doubling over the the verb is very similar to using the word indeed in English and the word omnum in, in Hebrew, which means it is so. And despite the fact that you may have doubts to the, or, the, or you act the contrary, it is so. The king yadati b'ni yadati kloma afa pishesis oni amesha mitzrayim k'mashahoyra yisal terechatsneh v'afa pishal tzareim oshav yalik mashar esh besneh so he says, what he's saying is, I will not destroy the Mitzrim with the first Makis, but rather I want to force them to release Kali Yisrael. So the, um, the point of, of the Roy Raisi means, I, I know that this is what's going on, and despite that, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it, which is, to, to, to bring Marcus on them constantly and then take out Kaisro. The next piece is a piece of Ikrim, um, which is the um, which is going to explain a, a sort of inverse relationship between Ruchnis and Gashmis in terms of success. So he says, they would make light of any benefits in this world because they're only temporary and they're not something that's a mitzvah. They only cared for the good of the nefesh. And they were willing to suffer the pains of this world just to get that pleasure. Because they know that pleasure comes usually after suffering. Now, let's talk about this a little bit first outside. Basically what he's saying is that the, um, the reason why many big people such as you find about Elio, who said he's sick and tired of everything in this world, and Chani ben says he ate nothing, is that they make light of things in this world because they want the good in the world to come. Now, he, he, he says it in one way. Let's discuss it first in a different way. You know, the, the principle is true, except, except the explanation comes from different perspectives. Let's give one perspective first, a much simpler perspective. This is a perspective the Chazin Ish writes about um, 
learning to live life. He said, he quotes the Gemara that Torah is only miskayim b'mishamimus atzmoleh. Somebody kills himself on it. So the Chaznis says it's the person who kills the shallowness of life is merits the depths of life, the oimekachaim. In other words, as long as a person is content, let, let's give an example. A, 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 a girl, a young girl walks into a store that has tons and tons and tons of very cute jewelry. All of it, the, of the nickel and dime stuff, like the dollar ninety nine, and and you know, so and, and let's say the child's perception is that these are really cool and nice. So the, the, the child is not going to have any aspirations to work hard to get a thousand dollars to buy a real piece of jewelry because in, in the world in, in the world that she is, these are great jewels and they're cute and they're cool and they're funny and whatever else teenagers describe with. I, I, I lost track of the base descriptions and um, it's and and that's the world. So, so there's no incentive to, to you know someone will come and tell them, well I, I, how do you make money? It's a little babysitting occasion. I have like all the joy I want. So I says well you can go and work from nine to five in a crazy office and then you'll have a few thousand dollars and you'll be able to buy real jewels. So what are real jewels? This this is jewels to me. So you need to be you need to be able to peel off the outer layer and find it worthless for you to get to the inner layer. Um, same thing is true, let's say, with reading. A person who gets a cheap pleasure out of, out of silly, cheap writing, whatever, is not going to break his head on something deeper and never going to develop the depth of understanding things that are much deeper. So, the, the, he says, so one way of explaining this phenomenon would be, so long as what's important to you are pleasures of this world, then there's not going to be much more. A person who gets involved, his whole mitzvah is in in cooking. Like he needs to figure out like which wines they serve and they go together with this and that and then whatever it is. That person is not going much further than that because that's his world. It's only when the person rises above that world that he can actually um, be something. He can become something um, he, he, he can latch on to life that's more important. He talks about another Nikuda here. He says, we find that pain or difficulty and pleasure tend to be wrapped with each other together. Um, he says, <laughs> Opposite things tend to go in pairs. So if I remove the heat in an object, I get cold. If I remove the white in the object, I get black, or remove the black, I get the white, whichever one you want. Um, in other words, opposites are sort of linked in a way that in the, if I remove A, then I will end up with B. That seems to be an appropriate opposite. Things that are not opposite, they're different. Um, so, you know, red, it doesn't become green, green doesn't become red. Black and white is if I remove the lightness from it, it will be pitch black. If, if I, if I in, inject the light, it will be light. So, so things that are opposite tend each one to replace the other. And therefore, Olam Hazar and Olam Haba, or Ruchistic world, the physical world, replace each other. Things that are opposite, we tend to find one when the other one is gone. 
They're bound together. You're happy after you've been down for a while, or we don't need to actually be depressed to become happy, but it's, it's, it, happiness really becomes sharpened when we haven't been happy for a while. The, um, and you tend to attain stature and growth after a period of having been down. When Karsa was Mitzrayim at the lowest, Kanshpochu then gave them the covered become Kaisal with all the extraordinary glory of, of, of the Dora Midbar. A chick doesn't come into its own until the egg hasn't finished. You find the seed growing only after the original seed has disintegrated, then you find the new seed coming in. It's, it's um, you know, so it's, it's, it's very, very hard not to compare this to what happened to us in 19, from 1940 to 1945, we were in the lowest and in many ways, Kaisal today is in a situation that's extremely, extremely good. And one can only contrast it with that and say, it, it is true that the Havaya comes after the Hefzit. So what happens is that Baruch who disintegrates one order and brings out another one. <coughs> it sort of is, in many cases like that, the Maral speaks about Geula and all these Chazal about the terrible things that happen. He says, in order for, like the chicken, the egg, in order for things to move forward, the old order needs to disintegrate. If, 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 the, if inside the egg were to be forever good and pleasant, if the chick wouldn't outgrow it or whatever it is, then it wouldn't, um, it, it would never grow out of it. It's only because the old order becomes destroyed or disintegrates that you have the new order. Um, I want to bring it home to something quite close to us. You know, we all complain, um, all meaning those of us who have teenagers or had teenagers, about the difficulty of teenage years and, um, and how did a Kosh create such a Bria as a teenager? What's the point of it? Well, the natural setting of a child growing up is in a home. A home is a nice home, it's a warm home, it's a loving home. And the ability to get out of the home and become dependent is severely hampered, but then, but but what happens is there's a time in life. The, the main thing is he just doesn't like home anymore. He just doesn't think his parents understand us, not at home, so on and so forth. That propels him out, and uh, doesn't destroy the parents, but it destroys. He doesn't have a place there anymore. Um, there's a there's a very very sharp story with the, the Balatanya. Balatanya um, got married to the daughter of a wealthy man, who didn't know that his future son-in-law 
was a chassid. Um, and, he, and, he, and he had promised to hold him out. He knew him as a big time chacham, promised to hold him out. And then he found out that he, um, that he became a chassid, and he cut him off totally. He didn't want to do with him and so on. And there was, it was a very difficult kufa. After a time, I think of years, he found out that even though his son had become a chassid, he's still a very, very talented chacham, and it's very chashav, and it's great, and it's that. So he called him back, and he said, listen, I, you know, I regret you know, what I did, because now I heard that you're genuine, and you're a big talented chacham, and you're learning, big tzaddik, so please come back, and we'll support you in, in every way possible, and so on and so forth. So Baltanya sent back to him, and he said, when the fetus has to be born, it's an extraordinarily traumatic event. It, it, it's, it's pushed out by these extraordinary kohos and because it, it doesn't want to. But once out, it's never in again. A child can't go back in again. So, yes, you pushed me out and it was very traumatic. But once I'm out, there's no going back in again. So all, all the going out and so on are all, um, they're all there in order to bring about some sort of tov and so on, some sort of uh, positive growth. Okay, um, let me add maybe one more piece, I guess. There's an extraordinary medrash. This medrash has many aspects to it. Medrash says, HaKadosh built worlds and destroyed them. And totally, I said the, the Chazal say it's 800-something worlds, until he came to this world, and, and, and he said, I don't like this world, I don't like this world, until he came to our world, and that's when he said, this is what I like. It's very, very, it's a fascinating Chazal. Some people explain that this is why we find the fossils and the dinosaurs and stuff like that, they're all remnants of, the, of those errors that Akash Baruch did not want. The first Israel said so, that, that he's, you know, it's, it's funny how we look at dinosaurs as being a problem with Amuna. The, the Pharisees all says, this is, proves it, because this is what Chazal told us. There were many worlds before us. They were not worlds that Gashbar was happy with, and therefore destroyed them, and so on. The, um, but the real question is, um, what's the point of it? who couldn't get it right the first time. But like, what, what's the point of, of, of having... It, it, it's obvious that it's not the Peshat that Kodesh didn't get it right the first time. Kodesh wanted this to be the way to create it. So the answer is, Kodesh wanted a world that builds itself up in the, because of its destruction. In other words, the whole idea of tshuva, it, 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 it looks to us very, very strange. Um, you know, every system has like an emergency exit, and you know, you know, some sort of uh, help for some unforeseen issue. But imagine a guy shows up to emergency room every night of the week for years. So, so you really, really, um, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Um, emergency room is for an emergency. You know, we have tshuva, and tshuva is kind of okay. If you're not going to do right, you can do a sin. So that's tshuva. So we, we, one would expect it to be in the same range as delinquents in society. So one in a thousand, one in ten thousand, whatever it is. But here you have every day, three times a day, every, each and one of us says, and so on. So 
are we really to in other words, what kind of world is it that everybody's expected to sin three times a day? I mean, it doesn't say in my sitter, in case he did an Avera, um, he should say, you know, there's, um, there's an old joke that German Jews were very confident in themselves. Yeah, because they're very confident and they knew what they're doing and they're right and this and that. They have that it's, it's, it's a stereotype of a German Jew. So it says that in the German Masorim, it says before Shamno on your Kippur, it is the custom to do a slight sin beforehand so that the Ashamnu not be Levatala. You know, it, it's strange to us that we're expected, it, no, one, no one here says that, you know, if I do good, maybe like a Jerusalem, I'm going to skip Hashivayinu, Zahmavino. Nobody thinks like that. We're always sinners, we're always doing truth. What's the Pshatnet? The answer is, this world is the world that was built on Chorban. In other words, the natural progression is failing somewhat, if not more than somewhat, on, in, in some sort of job, and learning from it, and, and, um, and taking it to heart, and moving forward. We move forward by, you know, by learning from it. Um, it's fascinating. If, if you ask yourself when you walk, how does a person walk? How does a person walk forward? The answer is your feet are pushing against, um, the, against the sidewalk. And it's the push against the sidewalk that propels you with an equal force forward. That's how it works. Um, on slippery ice, when there's no friction, we don't go anyplace. You can walk and walk. I mean, you might slip, but, but you're not going anyplace. You can't get any traction. So the traction is really the friction between you and the sidewalk. So Akadosh Baruch Hu um, gives us, it, it, this world is a world that its mechanism of progression is by pushing against um, against some mikshol. The Gemara says, that a person can't really understand fundamentally a halacha unless he, he tripped on it. Okay. Um, let's see the next piece. So now starts a huge amount of explanations about the name of Baruch This is the first time in the Torah. This is, well, it's not the first time, but it's a time where there's a lot of, um, a, a lot of a, a discussion about Kachbaru's name. Moshe Rabbeinu asks Kachbaru, "What's his name?" Kachbaru tells him. He goes back and forth on it. So this is really a place where vast majority of Shemim find it the appropriate place to speak Hashem's names. We'll just do the Rabbeinu Bchayis Hakdama today, and then we we have here from extreme variety of Madrasas, Aminchem or Nevuchem, Ramban, Sfarno, Rabbeinu Bchayis, and so on. Abarbanel. So let's um, take a look just at this first piece. The Alderach Hamedrash va'omuli Mashmoi Bikesh Leidashma Gadol. So the point that Chacham are trying to make over here is you can't have many gods and anything that's considered one is internally one. You can't have many. 
So the seichel knows that we're talking about one unit, but the mouth can't do it otherwise. Let's explain this point because this point is a very uh, is really explaining. It, it's an Indian of the Kayachadib um, of Adam. Adam's koach is dibur, which means to ability to take machshava, which is abstract, and 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 phrase it with words, and words are really more concrete. So at the level of the thought, person can have very wide ideas, even those ideas that are almost impossible to articulate because articulation is too concrete. So a person finds out many of his deeper feelings. Uh, he finds out tongue-tied. He can't really bring it out. So he says over here, um, the name of Akadosh Baruch Hu. So when we think of Akadosh Baruch Hu, in our thought of thoughts, in our mind of minds, then we know, yes, Akadosh Baruch Hu um, exists as one all-encompassing. When Akadosh Baruch Hu reaches into the Bria, it divides up, the, and therefore the names are different names. So therefore, the names of Akadosh Baruch Hu um, can be many. The name is let, let's and let's bring it back to our marshal. When you have a person, the person is one. And the person, every person to describe the person, the person is really beyond description. He is what he is. But there are different ways I can, I can deal with different parts of him. This guy, the tall guy, the, the nice guy, the busy guy, the, the, the rude guy. So, so all of these things are, the mouth is attempting to bring it into this world somewhat. When I think of Ruvain or Shimon, I have like a picture, and that's it. I don't, I don't think the words. When I tell it to somebody, I need to start articulating, and each word, each phrase can only deal with one aspect of it. What's Ellie like? Ellie is shy with strangers, thinks deeply about this, um, and has a natural reluctance for that. Those are all, those are all protein. But when I talk, I need to, I, I, I come on to protein. The Sarkhajbaho also he says we understand it all as being one bori. But the mouth when it talks about can't talk about one in, in one way. There's no one name that will include everything. So the names of a Kajbaka are many based on the people to whom he interacted with. But his essence never changes. Okay.